Hello, my beautiful beanies, and welcome to the Bean for Friday. First with yesterday's news, I and Glenn ZB, we're looking back at Thursday. Uh, chicken farmers, would you want one next to your place? Uh, de facto relationships, do you get what you deserve uh, when somebody dies? Uh, why do we still celebrate Queen's birthday, especially when it's not even her birthday? And uh, the swimsuit section and beauty pageants. Uh, I think we're done with that, aren't we? Uh, but first up, uh, Mike Hesson has done uh, coaching the New Zealand cricket team. This is a tough decision for you. I'm picking especially just a year out from the World Cup. What does it mean for the team, first of all? Oh, look, I think uh, I think the team's in, in very good shape. I think uh, I've got a very good um, very good leader in Kane Williamson. Um, superb leadership group and the playing group you know players that not only are called leaders but they actually act and play and respond like that and I think we've got a superb support staff so um, look I feel I feel comfortable that the group's in a, in a very good space. How tough are the requirements for a modern day uh, international cricket coach with, with the schedule the travel and everything you have to go on? Look it's one of those jobs you go into you know eyes wide open I, I think of um you know, it's 100% commitment is required. Um, it is 24-7, which, you know, a lot of jobs are in terms of trying to get away from it. But then I guess you add, you know, nine to ten months um, away from home in terms of travel. Um, you know, and it's a, yeah, look, it's a difficult job. But it's one that, that I've loved every minute of um, and I've committed for six years. And, and you get to a point where you go, actually, it's, it's someone else's turn now and, um, and they can come and commit and, and add some value to the group. We've always had a bit of a soft spot for uh, Mike Hesson. Um, I like the way, as opposed to Steve Hansen, I like the way he opens his mouth when he talks. That's that's appealing to me. Uh, Leighton Smith always opens his mouth when he talks, and he was talking about uh, the the chicken farm in Northland that's got some people upset. Apparently they're very smelly. Wherever you are, wherever you live, and I don't care whether you live in the, in the central city, they want to establish, somebody wants to establish something that's only, um, you know, a few metres from you. And it's either going to be major noisy or it's going to be major stinky or major unattractive, period, whatever it might be. What would you do? Would you say, oh, well, that's just the way the world works, cookie crumbles, you know, way the water flows, uh, just live with it? Or would you fight it? And the answer is that most people would fight it as much as they possibly could. Uh, these people uh, from the Marae, Margaret Mutu and all, should be very grateful that they knew it was going to happen or that they knew that it was in discussion because some things get built, non-notified, and people wake up one morning and all of a sudden um, something's half-constructed half and um, it shouldn't have been there in the first place. There's, there's numerous examples of this in, in New Zealand. I suppose this is all connected with... From one thing to another, there's a conduit here between them, including Tauranga, Bella Vista, the council. It's all the way that things are done in this country. Can I make a, can I make a suggestion that New Zealand operates on what I would put um, gently as a very inadequate basis? Think about it. Think about the leaky home syndrome. Think about the chicken farm. Think about um, Bella Vista. We have moved for over, over decades now from one crisis to another. We just seem to change gears and move on to the next one. 
think we've resolved one. That leaky home's not resolved, by the way. But think we've resolved one or put it to bed and something else replaces it. It's like a plague. No, it's not like a plague. It's like whack-a-mole. Get your, get your similes right there, Leighton. One, you smash one head down, another one pops up. Maybe he's never played that. I don't know. Uh, he's been married a few times, Leighton. I don't know how many de facto relationships he's been in. Uh, well, there's a guy, apparently, who's got nothing but his de facto partner's ashes after she died, and he's not happy about it. Somehow, this is a story. He lost the woman he thought was his partner, Mary. He discovered that he wasn't in the will, except for getting her ashes. Ain't no sunshine there. However... There's a silver lining in the cloud because he took it to court, challenged it, got $300,000 back. Out of the brother who received the house. Who got it right. And the state of relationships in in New Zealand right now and uh, how many people are living in this way. This has certainly got some people up in arms, it's fair to say. Trisha sent me an email going, I'm disgusted with this decision. She must have had a reason for not living with him and not putting him in the will. It's a disgrace and the law needs to be changed. Another text says, if that lady gave him her ashes, then he deserves her money. Some of you are actually making some accusations of other behaviour that might be around in the family area of which we have no proof with. I'm not going to read that out if you text it to me, by the way. And John writes, the news item said the man went round at night and cooked dinner and did odd jobs and repairs. This is true. The repair part means it cost him money. That means he's making a contribution to the relationship unless, of course, she recompensed him. At least he was entitled to something. Well, he was entitled to something. He got the urn. Question is, is a will no longer a will these days? Should they be contestable? And 27 years and not one night together. Is that why you stay with somebody? So you can get their stuff after they're dead? I didn't realise that's what it was about. To look at my... My views on relationships after that. Uh, Marcus was looking at his views on public holidays after another Queen's birthday goes past. It's still not really her birthday. He, he was wondering whether we should have a Matariki holiday instead. There is talk now, and they say it is going to happen. It's not if, it's when. It seems as though it looks almost certain that Queen's birthday will be replaced by Matariki. And the Wellington Mayor, Justin Lester, he says this is a great idea. And it's all about reigniting the debate. So just before we get to the nuts and bolts of tonight, I'd just like to know from you very, very quickly if you think this is a good or a bad thing. Do you think... Say whether you think it's a good or a bad thing to replace Queen's birthday with Matariki and then say how strongly you feel about it. You might be hell in a handcart opposed and think it's going to be kind of the worst thing ever, or you might think it's going to be a slam dunk and fantastic. So do let me know. We'll start with that one quite simple this evening. 0800 Is it worth, is it a good idea, will it happen, and should it happen, to replace Queen's birthday with Matariki? No, no, no. Let's not replace it. Let's add to it. I mean, I don't care about the Queen. I don't care about Matariki, but I'm happy to have holidays in their name. We, we just need to come up with literally 52 reasons to have Monday off. Get that four-day four working week happening. 
Uh, we're going to finish up here uh, with with the the real big issue of yesterday, of course. But why do they still have the swimsuit section and the beauty pageants? How a judge is getting to the inside of a woman's soul in a few brief minutes from stage is beyond me, but that's not the only change. The evening gown section is also being dropped. Instead, contestants can wear clothes that make them feel confident. Is that a power suit with shoulder pads or trackies and socks? I don't know. I guess it depends on your interpretation. The main thrust of the new boss's point is that swimsuits and heels are no longer on the menu. Who decided for us, unilaterally, that women don't want to wear swimsuits and heels? That doesn't matter, I guess. Someone did, and seemingly we are all now part of the collective of women who decide things for all of us. But this contest still has Miss in the title. Maybe that's next year's challenge. What I'm saying is, personally... I'd rather die than parade round in my togs and heels in front of a row of judges, but that's just me. I'm not presumptuous enough to assume that all women think the same as me. It reminds me of the scantily clad grid girls debate. They were scuttled after women called them out, saying their outfits were sexist and the role demeaning. That conveniently overlooked the fact that actually many grid girls liked their jobs and their outfits and weren't too keen on the feminazi speaking on their behalf and pushing for the cancellation of their jobs. Don't get me wrong, I'm all for empowerment and evolution and few could probably argue against changes being made to beauty contests, but to grab the Me Too banner and use it as a flag to wave in a new era of souls over swimsuits seems a bit of a stretch given the organisation. To be frank, a contest which pits women against each other, vying for a sparkly crown and the title of Miss Anything, doesn't really scream empowerment to me. But with professional darts axing walk-on girls, Formula One scrapping grid girls, Miss America surely, in this new world order, has the writing on the wall, no matter how beautiful the inside of their souls are. It's a, it's a, got to be a worry. I mean, if you are a beautiful woman and that is your only talent... Like you're completely thick, for example, and you don't have any other skills, there are less and less jobs for you out there. Hmm? Bit of a problem, isn't it? I know, it's the kind of thing I struggle with. Uh, my amazing looks often get in the way of my deeper qualities. I am Glenn ZB. Never ever take me seriously. That has been News Dog ZB for the week. I'll see you back here again for. Oh no, it's five days next week. That's depressing.